All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome back onto the show uh, Bigfoot researcher from the Bigfoot uh, BFRO, Ron Bowles. Ron, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us again. Hey, glad to, have, uh, glad to be back on your show. Definitely glad to have you back, man. Um, I guess the best the best way to start off is um, is there is there anything new going on within the BFRO? Anything exciting? Any new uh, any incredible type sightings you guys are chasing? Well, I, um, I mean, I wouldn't call earth shattering. Uh, you know, we do expeditions over the uh, oh, uh, throughout the uh, year. You know, uh, uh, and uh, summertime and stuff. We not too many uh, probably going on in uh, the uh, southern part. For the simple fact, it's just too hot and muggy and mm. buggy and all that good stuff. But the northern part of the, uh, the United States and and uh, area like Colorado up in the mountains and and stuff like that is is more uh, adaptable for uh, going uh, squatching. You know, doing a little research out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, summertime. Especially in the southern part, you know, like uh, like where I am in the Ozarks, and uh, you know Mississippi, and where you're from, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Uh, you know, me and a lot of researchers believe that uh, during this time of year, when the vegetation is so uh, thick and and, uh, and lush, that the uh, squatches tend to uh, find a nice little place where there's edible vegetation and sit back and, and just, you know, chow down and, and uh, get fat and sassy and, and, uh, and you know, reserve their energy. And then uh, come time for, uh, uh, come fall, you know, when the vegetation becomes more and more scarce, that's when they start foraging more. That's when they start uh, looking for the deer in the, in the, in the game, you know, to uh, build up their protein and fat reserves. Hmm. And uh, when they start foraging and start, you know, going out and about looking uh, for food, to me, fall, I love the fall because to me that is, that, that's the best time to go researching for, for uh, get out in the woods and reaper, you know, re- go out there and do something for the uh, squatches, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get their interest. Now, recently there was a, a video that went viral. I believe it was out of Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Of a, oh, of a yeah, I looked at it too. I mean, we chatted about this. Um, within 20 seconds, I was not sold. Uh, give me your thoughts on that video out of Georgia. Okay, supposedly you had a guy walking down a nice little trail, looked like his driveway or something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, they see, lo and behold, in broad daylight, a squatch <laughs> across the road. <laughs> and uh, then he goes, uh, get in the house, get in the house. Well, one, who did he say it to? I didn't hear anybody respond, like, what? Where? What? What, what is that? Right, right, thing? right. I didn't even hear so much as someone go, <gasps> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know who he was talking to. Uh, one, uh, this squatch had to be pretty short, you know, th- uh, watching throughout the uh, footage. It, um, the squatch looked, you know, kind of short going through under the bush and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that... Um, is sort of a constant in our reports that the squatches are able to guide through the brush and the woods and stuff with almost a, a ease to it. I mean, I have often heard it referred to as a, as a glide, right. if you will. And this one just looked like some clumsy dude in a ghillie suit or in a monkey suit that 
was trying to get around the bush and couldn't hardly see because it because his face was half covered. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh so no, I was not overly impressed. And of course, you know, any time it it uh, came to a point where you were able to make out features, lo and behold, the camera gets fuzzy. Right, right. Okay, well, cameras don't do that automatically. I mean, someone has to mess with the focus. Right. In order to do that. I mean, especially when you're that close to the intended uh, point of, of interest. Yeah, the other and, uh, the other thing I was sus- I was suspect a little bit by how the guy was, um, for somebody who's not even in the, you know in the Sasquatch field, just a normal Joe Blow kind of guy. He seemed awful aggressive, chasing after a Sasquatch in the woods. I think most people yeah. would have been a little more cautious, no? Oh yeah, I mean, my first experience, uh, uh, my first experience twenty years ago. When I first saw my squatch, I guarantee you, my happy butt was running as fast as my little pinky dick carried me. You know? I mean, uh, you know, go, Lord, don't, see, don't fail me now. And for, but, you know, now that I know, I'm, you know, I'm a little seasoned in the, in the field, I still would have approached the situation with a great amount of caution. But I still would, have, you know, I still would have tried to get better footage than even what this guy did, or or do something. And uh, and for this guy to just say, you know, I see a squatch, I'm going to the woods with it, and and never had experience with this before. You know, I mean, he, you know, first he tries to put on this persona that this is a threat, so he told this imaginary. Uh, supposedly imaginary other person to get in the house <laughs> well if it was that scary then why did you go in the woods with it mm-hmm. they're also and, uh, just you know a lot of different things yeah last, last point on that also um, all the research that I've done and listening to people like you who are experts in this field aren't Sasquatches are, are a lot more stealthy they wouldn't just be if they knew they were being chased by something, this thing was just kind of like nonchalantly walking, you know, walking through the oh, woods. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, this thing was like a bull in a china shop. Right. I mean, you know, squatches are the king of stealth. I mean, uh, and, uh, I mean, they can they can fade out or they can fade mm-hmm. in the woods without you ever noticing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, they, I mean, yeah, you might catch a glimpse of them. You may see them going across the pathway like that, um, but to walk around, oops, did you see me now? Oops, did you see me now? You know? Right, right. I mean, I mean, literally, it was like that guy in that old commercial, you know? Uh, he, he was walking around, he might as well have a cell phone in his hand and said, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> you know? And then uh, this guy that was a supposed squatch was like, what? Uh, in case you didn't see me before, here I am. Right. Yeah, he did everything but wave that at, at this guy at the camera. Has there, off of that video now, um, uh, has there been any kind of consensus on the average height and weight of a Sasquatch, and do they vary by continent? Uh, you mean the uh, size? Like yeah, like a Sasquatch in North America, the average size. Is it, is it is it is it a different average size than maybe a Sasquatch in Asia? Uh, yeah, um, they're 
parents believe that there's a variant in the uh, in the height and the size of them. Uh, there's even a, there's even some speculation that there's a variance in in the height and size of uh, what part of this very continent. Mm. They say the uh, further north you go in, in North America, the uh, taller and broader they are, and as you go further south, they're not quite as uh, humongous as the ones up north. Mm, okay. What about technology-wise lately? Is there anything you guys are using that's helping you identify possible Sasquatches, like infrared technology, uh, maybe even some dro- even drones, perhaps? Well, there is a uh, there is one project where somebody uh, I believe it's called a Falcon Project, where they're trying to uh, um, put together sort of a drone type. Mm-hmm. Remote control with a thermal, with a thermal uh, uh, camera attached to it. Uh, now a drone pretty much is like an airplane. Where this thing's more like a blimp or a helicopter, where it can uh, you know go. It not only can it cover a certain uh, uh, distance, but it also can ascend or descend uh, when necessary. The only mm-hmm. problem with that is is how to remotely control that in dense woods. Uh, I I would almost think that that was that would be almost impossible. I mean it's <laughs> I mean it's almost impossible for right. a helicopter to go in the middle of a dense uh, realm of the dense forest, much less um, a uh, remote control uh, uh, piece of equipment. But I'm no specialist in that, so I you know I I can only form my own. Amateur yeah. opinion on the issue. Now, I, I saw, I, um, I think it was last season of uh, Finding Bigfoot, an episode where there was a sighting of a Sasquatch in an open field. I believe it was in Oklahoma. Um, how how often does that happen? Are, are those more rare than than? Are those more the exception to the rule? Well, um, you know, uh, it really depends on what they're up to. I mean. You know, these things aren't deer. They have their, I mean, you know, if you see a deer, you pretty much know what the next deer is going to be. But these uh, these creatures have their own personality, their own way of thinking. Uh, So, you know, it varies from from squatch to squatch. Now, yeah, in the middle of an open field, there had to be a rhyme or reason uh, for why it did it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and see, uh, that's where I tend to take my research. I don't so I don't so much focus on the what as I do as I focus on the why. Hmm. You know, like uh, well, like that uh, the the Georgia police uh, video uh, scene. Uh, you know, where where the dash cam or the Georgia policeman was able to uh, catch one going across the road. Yeah, I saw that. Dash cam. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, I. Reviewed that, played it slow motion, reviewed it, focused, zoomed it, and why did the squatch cross the road? Because on the other side, he was helping himself to a road kill, a deer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it, it, there's got to be a focus on not so much what it did, but why it did it. Mm-hmm. You just can't stop at what they did. So why did this thing cross, uh, go in an open field? Don't know. But there had to be a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, do they like to be out in the open field? No, not really. Not unless it's in the dark of night. Right. But you know, who's to 
Um, let's talk about temperament. To me, again, I'm I'm, I'm just a, I'm just an, uh, an amateur at this. I just I, I'm just interested in the, in, the, in the whole Bigfoot feel. I don't know the nooks and crannies like you do. So, but I'm guessing here. To me, I th- I would have to guess that they're not an aggressive species because obviously they have the size and the strength to, to, to kill any human they wanted to with their bare hands, and you just don't hear of Bigfoots attacking humans. Now, they'll throw some rocks or, or knock trees to try to tell you to get away from them, but is, is that a safe, a safe assessment that they're just not aggressive at all? They're more of a passive-type species. Well, um... Yeah, I wouldn't say that they were aggressive. I mean, there, there may be an isolated case where they'll go out of their way to make it known that you're not welcome in their territory. Um, but I would say any confrontation that they might have is more defensive than it is aggressive. Right. Right. Um, I'm working on a I'm working on a report, and it has not been published yet. But I'll give you the. Uh, Give me as much meat. Give, give me as much meat as you can. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this is for an example. Okay. Uh, well, that, those lines. I'm working on this report, and uh, and uh, basically, this old boy, and it was in uh, northeast Arkansas. This old boy was going up a uh, up a old dirt road, winding up on this mountain to check out some land that his father, uh, uh, you know, left him. His late father left. It was an undeveloped piece of land on, mm-hmm. on uh, top of this on top of this mountain that uh, you know, and, and he had to do some windy uh, uh, roads, you know, twists and turns. And he turned around this corner. And it was uh, approximately seven o'clock in the morning uh, on a uh, January morning. And he turned around. He turned in this corner, and he came across what he thought was a bear cub sitting in the middle of the road with its back turned to him. So he rolled to a stop, and he honked his horn, and no sooner did he honked his horn, then out comes Mama from his right, and without a, and just with a gliding motion, goes over there, picks up what he thought was a cub and turned out to be a a baby squatch, picked it up, put it on her back, and walked into the brush to his left. Okay? Gotcha. I mean, not even stopping and scooping it up, just with, with their left arm, scooping it up, and then just sort of bring it and putting it on, on its back. Right. Well, he, I mean, he was just in a little uh, Honda, and so he's, he got in the, you know, he puts it in park, and, uh, <clears throat> He opens the car door and steps outside in, in absolute amazement and wonder. And, uh, and you know, like, did this just happen as this thing is descending into the brush to his left? And at that point, a rock landed on top of the roof of his car. <laughs> he looked, he turned around, and not more than six or seven feet away from his, uh, from the back of his vehicle was Daddy. Wow. Now, Mama was about, uh, Mama was about, the old, you know, between six five, six and 7 foot. But Daddy had to be every bit of 8 foot tall with 3 foot wide shoulders. And for a brief moment, they looked at each other, and Daddy looked pissed, by the way. And then he, he said that 
they lit up a roar that was so loud that it caused his ears to ring. Hmm. Well, at that moment, he jumped back in his car, looked in the rearview mirror, and all he could see was the legs of this thing walking uh, in the same direction as, as mommy and baby. And uh, so he takes up, he takes off up the road, and he gets to the entrance of, of the uh, property, and uh, he stand, and he and he sits there and he listens to this thing still carrying on. And, you know, still throwing the, the rocks and butt and sticks and stuff mm -hmm. up, a, up the road at him. I mean, you know, he only had to go about 100 foot, mm -hmm. uh, 100 to 150 feet away before this incident happened. And um, and he, he said he didn't, he didn't understand, you know, he already left the area, and he didn't understand why, uh, he, he said, boy, that, the, the uh, papa must have been really mad to keep on, a, uh, you know, Right. You know, break the snapping branches and and uh, throwing rocks and stuff. And I said, well, that may be, but I think that what he was doing is he was drawing the focus off of his family and more on him while they disappeared into the brush. Yeah, probably right. And the uh, funny thing about it is, uh, you know, people say, well, why didn't he keep on going down the road? Well, uh, the unfortunate problem was the only way back down the mountain was the very same road he came up in. Yeah. No, so no. He had to wait until it settled down before he, he moved down. Now, why was the baby there? The reason why is, is that because, as you saw, as he was making his way back down the road, there was a dead deer. Um, there was a dead deer uh, on the on the uh, side of the road where Mama came out of. So baby was probably sitting there happily eating his breakfast. Well, possibly. But how many kids do you know um, in Walmart that stray from their parents five or six feet? I know oh, many, yeah. tons of them. I mean, that that that's not surprising at all to me. Why you know? Um, so how far how far away are you from this where this sighting happened? I um, um, for too long I'm gonna make, I'm gonna take a trip and visit with them, but I figured that's gonna be about a three probably three three and a half hour drive. Was he able to get any footage of footprints? Um, any pictures with a phone? Anything at all? The, the Heck no! As soon as he uh, as soon as he uh, left. I mean, he, he, when he got back in his vehicle, he didn't stop until he got back in, uh, when he, uh, until he got back to the nearest town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he went, uh, he went into a McDonald's, uh, ordered a cup of coffee and sat there at the table staring at the coffee for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and you know what? And that kind of reaction to me is more credible than a guy that happens to see a Bigfoot in the daylight walk across his driveway that charges after it like a, like a warrior through the woods trying to capture well, it. What made this report even more credible to me is he was a very, uh, uh, he was not very enthusiastic. Matter of fact, he, I had to practically beg him to submit, I mean, first he, he was, from, he was just, you know, channel surfing. This happened like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. And he kept it very close to him. He, he hardly, I mean, Except maybe for a close family member, he, he never told anybody. Yeah, he probably wanted to deal with it. Yeah, and he was flipping through the channel, saw finding Bigfoot, and uh, and uh, and uh, 
he decided to give the info a call. I got the number. I called the guy, talked to him for a bit, and I had the word used the word beseech, beg, and implore all in the same sentence for him to submit yeah. this report. Yeah. So a um, it's the enthusiastic uh, witnesses that I have a tendency to uh, be less inclined to believe. It's the mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's just you know uh, what is that old Jeff Foxworthy joke? If uh, if the uh, if the Bigfoot hotline limits you to three calls an hour, you might be a redneck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true. Um, all right, so. It's, it's, the, the reaction, the, 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 we're talking about the reaction. Um, this guy reacted like somebody who I would believe really did see one. Um, yeah. The guy in Georgia that chased after the Bigfoot like a, you know, like he was some kind of a freaking Roman warrior running, you know, that, that, that oh, yeah. does not lend too much credibility to me. Um, I would be pretty like you were like when you told me your first sighting man you, you mean you told me you were shaking man you it shook you up a little bit right oh yeah i mean uh you know i was stood there and and that's an absolute awe of the situation but that only lasted about 30 seconds <laughs> and with the uh, and with the guy beside me he was bigger than i am and i'm six foot three 250 plus pounds and this guy was bigger than me and uh, and when he says I can't handle this, and he took off running, well, I sure the hell wasn't going to stand there defend <laughs> my space. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the biggest one out of the bunch was running. I I was definitely behind them. Hmm. All right. So uh, the 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 TV show Finding Bigfoot. I I I really enjoy it. Uh, let's get that out of the way. I I do. I enjoy watching the show. Um. My my problem with Finding Bigfoot though is I don't think they'll ever be able to find one with TV cameras shining on them. I mean, these, these Sasquatch are, are pretty darn keen and they're smart. Well, but now the TV cameras that are doing that is infrared. It isn't, they're, they're not being spotlighted by pale green. Okay, so there's I mean, no camera crews and like that that these Bigfoot would be able to pick up on? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the uh, cameras that they're using is using a uh, uh, night vision, so it isn't like there's you know a bunch of spotlights running around. Well, that's that makes now, you feel better. I, yeah. Now I will say this: yes, you're right to a degree. The idea of having you know uh, because for one person there's like three other people there. You know, mm-hmm. the one person you see on the screen, there's probably about four or five other people there: the sound guy and what have you. All of them, and, you know, making uh, noise and breathing and. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, but the thing is, though, I mean, are you going to, uh, is one going to be so close that you can't, uh, that, that you will, you know, that you, uh, will be able to get catch it on thermal? Oh, uh, the, the odds are against it, but I'm not saying it's impossible. I, um, I was really hopeful when they had, uh, last year, the, uh, the flutter truck. I mean, oh, yeah. that was cool. That was. That, I mean, that is squashed to the extreme there. I mean, you know, being able to put up in a, in a brain and having this, having this telescopic, uh, uh, rod go up with the camera on there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, how, you know, even thermal has its limitations though. 
because especially this time of year, when the vegetation is so thick, it feels like trying to see through a brick wall. Mm. I wonder if they'll go back to using that in, this, in the new episode, you know, the new series coming up. And I, well, wonder... I think that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do, do, do you talk to Matt Moneymaker much? I haven't. I talked. You know, he's been so busy and and uh, been with, with the uh, Finding Bigfoot thing and plus with various other projects with with uh, BFO. Uh, uh, I made. I may get to correspond them, uh, with them, you know, via email, uh, maybe about, I don't know, once or twice, maybe three times a year. Mm. Sometimes it's usually through, uh, through his wife or, or the, uh, secretary of Bill Burrell. Uh, the last time I honestly talked to him was about a year ago over the phone. That's good stuff, man. He's busy. That, I hope that they, uh, do an episode of Missouri. I hope they get to see him again. Yeah, maybe he'll get it. Um, they'll get into your area, and uh, maybe yeah. you can go on a go on a, a squatch hunt with them. Now, what is up yeah. next for you? Do you do you have any uh, um, any plans to go to go squatching anytime soon up in the Ozarks? Well, uh, come fall, I'll be a hard person to find. I mean, uh, uh, you know, when I'm not going on a uh, there's a Missouri expedition, and I, I'm not organizing it, but I will be uh, helping the guy that is. And um, and I'll, I'll be there. And uh, plus, there's some private things that I uh, that I would that I'm hoping to uh, do. And sometimes I just may go out in the woods around where I live. I know some nice spots out here, and uh, get my audio recorder going on, whip out my night vision, and see what I can hear and see. Have you had any um, howls or any kind of possible squatch episodes lately yourself? Lately, um, there's, uh, there's one place on the northeast side of, uh, uh, Oklahoma that me and some other, uh, uh, fellow PFO investigators have been, uh, sort, uh, checking out, uh, the very first night that, uh, me and, uh, a gentleman named Larry and another one named Greg went out there. I went to, uh, set up my auto recorder and within a minute of me setting up that auto recorder, uh, up on uh, the uh, uh, higher up the bluff uh, above me uh, came three distinctive wood knots. I mean, no doubt about that. You know, they were definitely good hmm. wood knots. Um, vocalizations, uh, you know, hard telling some uh, some from a distance, but mm-hmm. not too close. Uh, now, last early, uh, what's it? Like that. Yeah, last fall, I went to this one place in uh, 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 here in Missouri, and I actually took my uh, two daughters uh, camping one evening. My wife and my and my eighteen-year-old son were uh, at a baseball tournament, so and the girls were complaining about you know it's boring here, so I took them camping, and it's a real nice camp spot, and. Uh, and I was escorting them to the restroom. I mean, this wasn't primitive camping by no, by no means. But I walked them to the restroom and I was walking them back. And, and as we're coming back, my, my, uh, 15 year old goes, Hey, do, do one of your, uh, uh, Bigfoot house. So I did a little whoop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and believe it or not, we had a very close 
close response. Really? Unfortunately, my six-year-old was there, and she literally tried to climb up inside my shirt. <laughs> and she's like, I want to go. I want to go. Okay, we'll go back to the camp spot. No, I want to go home. I want to go home now. Wow. Wow. Now. You weren't ready for that. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was just there for the, to, uh, uh, to amuse the, the uh the kids and you know I really wasn't expecting a, a, such a close and immediate response that's pretty cool man alright Ron look man I, I, I really appreciate you coming on board and um, kind of giving us an update on the Bigfoot uh, the world of Bigfoot keep doing what you're doing man um, I really appreciate what you guys are doing uh, the whole Remember BFRO check out our website BFRO.net and if you're on Facebook check, check out the uh, BFRO uh, Facebook page